your book, Queen of Pinching Penny. What made you think of this book? What made you think about the information in this book? Um, well, because I have struggled in my youth with a lot of debt. I was one of those um, 20-somethings that it was back in the day where they give everyone a credit card for everything. And um, I signed up for every credit card that was ever offered to me. And then I got bigger credit cards to consolidate all the little ones. And then I blew up those. And, uh, and then I had the new car. And then I had a school loan. And so by the time I was 30, I don't know, I had $30,000, $40,000 worth of debt. And I spent eight years working, you know, two, three jobs and living on a shoestring budget <clears throat> to pay off all this debt. And... Um, I didn't know all the things I, I know now, which would have made my life so much easier and so much better, but it was pretty grueling and painful. And um, so when I got married, we kind of went through some transition. My husband's job went out of business and we moved and we were making half the income and we had a child and I wanted to stay at home. So I started just, I mean, I bought every book. I got every book from the library. I researched blogs and websites. And I mean, it became a full-time hobby to learn how to pinch every penny. And I mastered it. I mean, I'm not, you know, there's sometimes, <laughs> you know, if there's money in my pocket, I'm like, how can we spend it? But um, I learned every trick. <clears throat> and I even started making my own laundry detergent, everything. And I was really influenced by a book called um, The Tightwad Gazette. And it was a woman who had also, she had six kids, and her husband was in the Navy, and they, they lived on a tiny little budget, and <laughs> she wanted to show that you can stay home and live on a tiny budget and have a good life. And she started this whole newspaper, and all these women would write in the advice. So this thing is this huge Bible that has... Every little, it goes a little too extreme. There's stuff I would not do in there. But, um, but yeah, it's giving a lot of options for people to, you know, to choose from. And, mm -hmm. and so that, that book was inspirational for you to, to go in your direction, correct? Yes. Yes. So this book I wound up writing, I, I don't know. We moved to this little, I downsized even more. I had us move from this big house to this little cottage okay. in town. And that cut a lot of bills, and also it simplified our life. Yes. And um, I just got inspired one day, and I sat down, and I read, I wrote this book in three weeks because you know, there's a lot, a lot of information just kept flowing out, didn't it? I'm one of the nerdy people, like this hobby. <laughs> Those people crochet doilies. I just look up thrift store finds. So the main objective of this book. What do you, what is it that you want your readers to see, feel, or have from this? I want people, I just see so many people who are so stressed yeah. out and depressed. And if you, if you ask them, if you get to the root of the problem, for a lot of people, it's debt. They are spending way more than, what's that saying? You know, they have more spending than they have paycheck. Correct. And so every month they're playing this game, robbing Peter to pay Paul, and they're, you know, up at night, stressed out, sick, worried, and they have the car loan, and, the, and they live in these big houses, and they have the three new cars. And so a lot of people have way more than they need, 
and they're so unhappy and stressed out. They're just on the road to a heart attack. And I want people to learn, like, if you pay off that debt, that frees up a ton of money. And if you live below your means, you're going to sleep well at night. You're going to be happy. You're going to be at peace and you're going to enjoy your life. And there's hundreds and hundreds of ways to have a good time for little or no money. And like my husband, my husband and I, you know, if you came to stay with us for a few days, you would think that we made really good money. You know, we live very, very well, but we live, he works at a gas station. We're living off a gas station salary. Then that's, you know. that's pretty incredible. I have to say right there. And you're a family of four, right? You have two, two small children. And dogs and a cat. And, and there's plenty of household there, isn't it? Yeah, um, seven. <laughs> in your, yes, there it is. Yeah, because animals are just like children. So, we, you know, we got to take good care of them as well. Um, in your book, you know how you, you, you were just mentioning about the stress, uh, you know, that people have uh, from overspending and overdoing it. You know, our society has taught us to buy more and more and more instead of teaching us uh, the way that well, you're talking about taught yeah. us to yes know, absolutely to purchase there's making, no sound okay yeah, they're making a fortune and so. so in your book do you talk a little bit about this this issue you know how we overspend and do you do you do you get into that oh, at all yeah. Okay. oh yeah i cover the whole um emotional and yeah. psychological and philosophical dynamics of overspending but what the end result is to that, you know, overspending and who it really benefits and it doesn't yeah. benefit us. And I also talk a lot about how you don't need, you don't need five bedrooms. It, you know, it's just more utility bill, more to clean, more yard to rake. You don't need all those new cars. You don't need any of that. You don't need all the credit cards. And, and I find like we've been kind of house hunting and we're always encouraged to have those credit cards to build credit, mm -hmm. but it's a bunch of malarkey. I mean, you don't need credit cards. You know, you just don't. And they say, well, for emergency, we'll save up an emergency fund. Yes. Of a savings for the emergency fund. And then it's right there. Again, this is just another thing that has been taught to us as mm -hmm. a way to, you know, navigate through our society, but not the only way. So it's so wonderful to, to have people like you that are, you know, bringing these up and showing and helping other people learn how, you know, to reduce the stress in their lives. Um, I'd like to share with you just the briefest point that I had also gone through my own, you know, financial struggles about having everything big, big house several cars, you know, all of the things, uh, the kids go to all of the lessons that they need and, you know, just spending, spending, spending. And it was a very stressful time in my life. Extraordinary. And, uh, in the last five years I've been learning how to live small. Like you, you're talking about here, the relief from stress has been enormous and, and time too. Um, everybody seems to be a lot happier, you know, in my world as we, as we get smaller. So, um, so, okay, let's get into your book just a little bit. What was one of your favorite things you wanted to share with, give me an example of, you know, you're, you're pinching pennies now. You're, give me one example of one of your favorite ways to save money. Oh, well, I can't pinpoint it to okay. one. I think that my favorite chapter, which will probably cause the most uh, issues, I mean, people will probably have to do a lot of soul searching, is 
when I talk about downside, there's a chapter in here called <laughs> Downsizing the Castle. Okay, sure. <laughs> and um, and downsizing the royal garage. I don't know. There's all <laughs> kinds of. Um, but I start out with the beginning of your new life. And I have people go through, and this is really life-changing. I have people go through all their statements for a few months and write down co- lists of what they're spending on groceries and entertainment and going out. And it's shocking. It's shocking when people realize, oh, my God, I'm spending like $2,000 just eating out and lattes. And so I start off the book with all the downsizing, decluttering, and getting rid of. Uh, And I talk to people, sell the house, you know, and I'm sure people are like, oh, I can't do that. She's crazy. But you can. Yeah. It's as simple as that. You can. You can sell that house or get rid of it and get rid of that extra car and move into town or move in the neighborhood and get a bike, you know. And I talk about all the environment, along with becoming conscientious, not only are you going to suddenly have free time, which, hey, you could go back to school, you could get a job you really like for less money, but that you love. And the environmental impacts of all this, buying, buying, you know, and and also I talk to people about being conscientious about where they buy their products. You know, just for example, you, you like the palm oil. I don't buy anything with palm oil anymore because it is fueling all the degradation and destruction of rainforest for palm trees. It's little stuff like that. Where do you shop? What do you shop for? Who do you support in your if you're going to be a consumer? You know? That's, yeah, it's a wonderful philosophy to start diving into. And I think a lot of people are probably just kind of unaware of that, uh, making that checklist just like that. Yeah. And it's a really great place to start. Um, we talk in our circles a lot about, you know, money being the the powerful energy of what sways everything in our society. So mm-hmm. if we're not buying the junk for example, if we're buying a decent product from a, maybe a small town market or a business owner, a single business owner. Or a local farm yeah. or local co-ops or someone who's actually handcrafting furniture, you know, supporting that, supporting quality. So even when I talk about penny pinching, I also would prefer, you know, like I, I used to buy cheap stuff from Walmart, but it falls apart after the yes. first one. Right. So I'd rather spend, say, $300 on a really beautiful quilt that's going to last to my grandchildren sure. than a $20 quilt that unravels after the third wash, you know, from some crappy, you know, corporation that's not doing any good in the world. So it's an energy shift, and I talk about that. It's a huge energy shift, but... That's beautiful. I think my favorite chapter is cleaning out because I like to clean out. <laughs> I'm like, get rid of the house, get rid of that extra car, move to a small neighborhood. You know, we don't have to keep up with the Joneses. We don't have to keep up with anyone. We have to create the time for our families and ourselves. So this, you know, that is so wonderful. I I sort of lost my train of thought. You just said more time with our, I know more time with our families and stuff. And, yeah. and now I can tell you that unfortunately, like, I mean, my children are grown or in college, but I can tell you, I don't have too many regrets, but if I could go back and raise my children 
over, I would do it more along the lines that you're talking about. I would be home more. I would be more involved. Um, but I was really caught up myself and the Joneses, you know, had to keep up, wanted the big stuff, but it you was, I was, uh, I, yeah, I was working full time. Uh, my my husband worked full time and, you know, and we managed to have somewhat of a family. But in hindsight, you know, it's like now you want to tell this to the young families. They can start out so differently yeah. and have a whole different family. And so let me just ask you how you look like you are a happy mom. Um, can you tell us how you feel after making some of these changes in your life? Um, well, which one, the penny pinching one? Yeah, let's go with penny pinching. Well, yeah. we, we've been frugal for a long time. So that wasn't a, you know, like a brand new, by the time I married, I was out of debt. And, um, so we lived pretty frugally. So that has, it's just allowed me the ability. I mean, I, I worked, um, until I had my first son a couple months before. Okay. And that's what we decided on that I would stay home. And I'm grateful. I mean, I've always worked three jobs, gone to school. I mean, it's been, it was kind of like a vacation, you know, but I love that. I love nesting and, um, I love cooking and taking care of my kids and I'm older and I have my children older. So I really want this time yes. to savor them, you know, whereas I may not have made that choice in my twenties you know, or even my thirties. But when you get older and you have children that you never thought you would have, it's this huge blessing that you don't waste any time, <laughs> you know? Well, it was nice. You got to work out a few of the, you know, your life situations before the children at, you know, that's always more helpful. Well, and let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about the audiences that, you know, already have children, say, or already are in their debt or they're into the Joneses so so far. Um, can you suggest maybe what's one of the first steps towards making these changes? What would be one of the okay, first like things? Okay, if someone decided they wanted to stay home or maybe simplify yes. their life. Yes, yes. Okay, and I talk about that too. If someone, say, maybe the father wants to go back to school and change his career. Maybe okay. Maybe miserable on Wall Street or or the wife is miserable in her corporate job and really wants to be with her children. Yes. Or they decide to homeschool. You there know? you go. Um, or sometimes it's a disabled parent, mm -hmm. um, you know, like a grandparent or something. There's all kinds of reasons people sometimes need to make that choice. Uh, my first suggestion is you look at your biggest bill. Uh, the biggest bill we have is the house. Yes. You got to get rid of the biggest ticket on that's taking up the paycheck. And usually houses, you know, in the 1950s, a house was one third of your paycheck. Now it's like three fourths of your paycheck. That's absolutely ridiculous. And even with rents too, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. But if people keep playing this game, it will perpetuate that constant. So first ticket item is the house and any cars. You know, downsize or turn them in for a used car. Get yeah. rid of the hugest tickets and immediately stop going out. Stop going out. Stop shopping. Stop dining it's out. The... Stop getting the latte. Stop it all just for a while. Yeah. It's not forever, just for a while because you really have to figure out. You will suddenly start saving thousands of dollars doing that. Um, and then the next thing I would say is you go over all your bills, you figure out where all your money is going and yes. you cut, 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 
cut. You Even if you have to, depending on how extreme your situation is, you get rid of the cable. You don't need cable. Yeah. You can get local channels. You downsize your internet. You downsize your cell phones. You know, there's all kinds of plans now that you can downsize everything. And you start grocery shopping. You start cooking all your stuff at home. That saves hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yes, I can. I can see that right off the bat. So the, yeah. the, they need you to. Even if you have to, I even say it. Make it fun, but make it fun. You have to like get yourself a little espresso machine if you have to. If you really have to have those lattes, get it. Make it set up your house so that you know you're enjoying your life. But and the library, the library will be your best friend. You can yes. get movies, music, books, um, and it is. If people have to go really extreme, really fast, it's traumatic at first because you're like, woo, to, you know, I'll say, well, we're home, popping popcorn, watching, you know, <laughs> library. And, but you start to get used to it and then you start to love it because you start to know real peace, yes, real family time, real happiness. And um, so that's what I suggest to people. Get rid of the big ticket items and just start cutting out, cutting out, cutting out. And and it's hard for people because they will fight to the death to keep that $200 cable bill. Yeah. They'll fight to keep it. But I have to. But you don't. The truth is you don't need any of that. And you don't need to have. It's it's the ego. You have. So I, I challenge people to really. Look at your ego. Why do you think you need all this stuff? You don't. That's a beautiful question to start asking in each, in each situation, you know, and I know I've done that in my life quite a bit, you know, and, and I had a little stint where I just had to watch my Netflix over, you know, like all the time and I was getting all addicted to it and stuff. And then I started asking myself, you know, it's like, well, why can't I get my hobbies done or why can't I clean the garage or something? Well, because you're watching Netflix. So, yeah. I mean, I had to ask. I had to ask myself about that. Avoidance. And, mm-hmm. yes, distraction, stimulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, these things are, again, what society has taught us to be distracted um, and away from our inner selves where our truth can be, you know, um, basically the truth is really in all of us, what makes us happy. Mm-hmm. But we have to quiet our outer lives a little bit, simplify our outer lives and start getting to that message way down deep inside of us instead of what society has taught us over the years. And it just sounds like you've got a, you know, a well-organized way of of helping so many people uh, find themselves and find a little bit more what's true to them. Um, I'm very, very happy for you and your success in writing the books. And do you have some plans for um, some future books? Anything else coming up for you? Um, I do. So this book, talking about the ego and the emotional state, I wrote a book called Many Ways to Happy. And all my books are kind of short right now. Hey, you know what? <laughs> a little above a pamphlet. <laughs> but um, I wrote a book called Many Ways to Happy, and that kind of goes into it learning how to find yes. your path and your joy and get rid of all the stuff. And, and it's kind of like an extension, but the emotional ego part. And I wrote one called queen housewife for anyone who just, and it's for anyone who wants to stay home, you know, and it goes into how to make your own cleaners and beautiful, beautiful. Um, I am writing another one right now about manifesting. Very good. And, I'm, I, I've got 
a few in the works. One, I'm going to try my hand at a romance novel. We'll see how that works out. But what I really love is the motivational writing. And so one is about manifestation, and the other one is probably going to be about our attitude and thought process. But um, I've just ordered a ton of books from some of the greats, so I've got to do a little studying myself to refresh my mind on how it all works. But um, those well, are the things. It's a good way to spend your time, and thank you so much for sharing um, your information, your history, your knowledge, your successes, and what brought you to this point. We really thank you so much, and I think that a lot of people will get a lot from the material in your books. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and it will. It helps. Um, you know, I, I the thing you said about writing stuff down, I did that about a week ago with I, I was having a little challenge. It seemed like I was too busy, you know, which I always think I'm too busy. And so I had to write it down, though. And this is something maybe, you know, we can talk about, too, um, during the actual interview about getting to the part about writing it down. Because once I did, I put me in the circle in the middle, and then I put all these um, legs out, you know, for, like, my, my work and my all my whatever it is you know my family my this my that and there's like there's like 12 legs around the circle of things that I'm interested in putting energy into in my life and so I just started going I need to make some priorities it, it's just too much I see I like hearing this I really want to hear what other people's challenges are because when I'm writing the other book I had see it took me years and years of spiritual, mental, emotional work to get to the place I am now. Yes. And overcoming a lot of obstacles. Um, so I know what worked for me, but I want to know how can I explain it and construct it so that it will help other people overcome the ego and all that stuff. Oh yes. To get to that because everybody can get to that happy place. You all can do it, but it's like you watching the Netflix, you're just procrastinating. Yes. Because it seems too overwhelming, but really once you just dive in and do it, once you tackle one big project, you're really motivated, but you have to ride that wave yeah. and keep going. And people will say Oh, rest, relax now. No, it's kind of like being an athlete. You got to get on that wave and go, go. Yes. You know, you can relax later once you've accomplished, you know, and you have to break it down into little goals. And I was watching Tony Robbins the Beautiful. other day. He says it's the same. You know, it's all these people who do this work. They all have the same idea. Because yes. I think of this stuff when I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, but I, that's what I thought too. But... You have to break it into little goals. And I, being one who thinks that there's a time for cake for everything, you have to celebrate every single goal. Yes. How do you want to celebrate? You have to celebrate so that it becomes fun. Like children, you can't just have them out there, plow that field, go, go. You know, you have with children, you have to constantly kind of encourage them and rewards and, oh, this and is so fun. Guide them a little and keep those guiders on, yes. you know, right? We still have the fun music to get us going and the prize at the end of the, you know, cleanup time. That's it. And so with us, when we're starting a new anything, a new project, a new habit, a new, you know, mm -hmm. So we also need to encourage our, our little selves and as we take yeah. e each step. Is that is that basically what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have to make it fun. because, And that's what I talk about, too. You have to make everything fun. You have to make it fun. 
or you probably won't do it. <laughs> uh, so is there anything in your books by any chance? Like, you, you know, you were just asking about, like, you'd like to hear from people. Is there any kind of a survey or, a, you know, a write, well, write to me? To or on my blog. Okay. I want to turn my blog into a website, and I want people to be able to get on there or my blog. I'm Really, I'm just doing the blog because I want feedback. I, I want to hear people's challenges yes. and their issues. And I'm not a therapist. I'm not a certified counselor. I can only, you know, yes. give you so many ideas. But I'm really interested in hearing what, what when people like read a book like Quinny, Penny Pinching and, and they want to make these big changes, what's holding them up? Yeah. What's blocking them? What do they either feel like they need help with that first step or the second step? Maybe they got, got off and then, you know, now they're faltering or something or they don't have the support from their family or motivation. It's very possible. Support. Yes, that is, that is a big thing. Family support from family can be huge. Yes. And, or sometimes they just need to be talked through it. I mean, have you ever had That's a situation it. where you just needed some a friend to talk you through it. And yes. It, like you can do it. Yeah. So, so sometimes that is, but <clears throat> family's a big one, especially yes. you know, some people are still really influenced by their parents and their ideas of what success is. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot yeah, of it's that. It's not as easy as just, you know, selling the house and cleaning out the garage. I, I realize that. But you, you have know, to start somewhere. That. You know, we start with the word, we start with the word and, you know, put love and faith and joy behind those words and it will touch the people who are ready. Okay. So thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Kate. Thank you for having me on the show. And this is Kate Singh. Her last name is S I N G H. And you will be able to find Kate's many books at amazon.com under Kate Singh. And so please visit Kate as often as you can. Uh, Leave some comments for her and tell us how your progress with your life changes are going. Uh, Thank you again. And we hope to, I wish you the best of success with everything you're doing. And I'd like to have you on again a little bit further down the road and see what's happening. All right, great. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. This is uh, Melissa. This is Sweet Melissa signing off from MG Productions for Peace. And we will see you at our next podcast next month. Thank you all very much. Namaste. Namaste.